Welcome back to another podcast hosted by another Marvel guy. We just saw Spider-Man. No fucking way they pulled that off. What do you think about it? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, first reactions were good. Uh, I'm a little sad at how much I had spoiled for me just over the months. Like, certain... I mean, I probably spoiled it for anybody who listened to this podcast, too. Or our last podcast. The Matt Murdock one. The rumor I heard. Right on the money. But... Other than that, I mean, they did pull it off. You could see there's a couple times maybe performances for me stumbled a little bit, and me and you talked about this right after. Toby. Uh, but I was a big fan of, yeah, I was a big fan of everything that they did. I mean, I loved it in certain parts. Certain parts seemed a little bit, like, it, it was fan service, but to, like, they're so self-aware of it that it made it okay. That's yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. A few people have already talked about that, um, and I, I said the same thing. The fan service—it's you know obviously it's there, and fan service is welcomed. I think the way they did it, it actually works within the story and kind of progresses it rather than just. There was one part in the movie, and we'll get to it where I w- it was like a little on the nose, but other than that, I th- I thought it was fine. Like the goblin um <laughs> defoe saying like i'm something of a scientist myself like that was f- completely fine it was funny like i thought most of it worked yeah i do too and i and yeah man i mean i'm excited three spider-man first off that's confirmed obviously if you've seen the movie you know that they played a much bigger role than i think we both anticipated up until like these very last couple of days i mean they're i mean they're basically in the whole third act of the movie yeah I heard some people say they didn't really like the first act. Um, So I guess we can jump right into it. It basically starts right off from where Far From Home ends. Um, Yeah. I I like the whole first part. Like some people said they didn't like like the first 40, 45 minutes to an hour. And I don't know. I, I thought some of that was some of the best parts of the movie for me. I don't know. It was a little quick. It I mean, was. it definitely set up down the line, like, uh, the internal struggle. But for me, it was how f- how can we get Peter to go to the Sanctum? Like, it was a speed run through it. And that's the part that I think people were, like, a little confused about. Like, I love the addition of Matt Murdock. I thought the scene he was in was Excellent great. Scene. But in the grand scheme of things... They could easily have cut that scene. Like it just, it it felt like almost not enough for for him to warrant to even be in the movie. And that's definitely a late addition. Like that was definitely a late add to that entire thing. Actually, it's the opposite. It was early on, and they actually cut the court scene from the movie. There was supposed to be a whole court scene oh. where he, Murdoch was defending him. And it kind of played. Yeah, see, that's. Th- yeah, it played into. Okay, I feel like that would have worked better, to be honest, because the way he's just like answers the phone and he's like, yep, the charges aren't going to stick. You're completely free. Like, they just brushed. It was like a speed run through the whole aftermath. And I wanted to feel for him, but really the consequences aren't made aware until he goes and just screws up a big, a big spell. Yeah. As soon as the. Uh, so we saw it in a packed out theater last night, like 11, 11 o'clock at night. Um, dead in the middle. Dead in the middle. Iconic Great seats. seats. Uh, you know, shout out to the guy. I who had some those. Cheetos popcorn. <laughs> I I I don't even know if any of you ever had that, but it did not make it from 
the 10 minute previews to the start of the movie. I finished the whole thing and I feel gross, but it was worth it. You finished the whole thing that quick? Yeah, dude. I mean, you didn't even finish your popcorn. Well, kid gets a large, it's the size of a freaking bucket that you buy from Home Depot. Jesus. I mean, I got real into it in the ads that just wouldn't stop playing in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> but but then as soon as the movie started, I just got locked in and I just put it down. I was like, "All right, let's go." Um, yeah, but anyway, like the when the walking stick pops up on screen, instant instant gratification from the crowd. That that was sick. Yeah. I feel like there's only like 20 people out of our, you know, 100 person uh theater that really knew who that was but the 20 people that knew <laughs> it pr- got one of the biggest cheers in the entire yeah yeah it did we'll get into the biggest one because i think it'll shock a few people M- maybe it was just how it, it happened um and like the order of things but yeah i mean what do you think about dr strange in the movie because obviously he plays a big part and a little part at the same time yeah i mean he is the driving driving force behind this i think when he's in it they they do make it make sense. Like, he's like, we cast this type of spell all the time. I don't know why it would be that reckless unless, you know, you got Peter coming in and messing it up. I, I love the, the fight in the mirror dimension. And it's funny to think about if Ned never was just sling ringing around, just slinging his ring all over the place, then Strange would never have popped back <laughs> into the movie. But, I mean, when he's there, he's there. Uh... It's, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to Multiverse of Madness. He's powerful. I do love how Peter stopped him, though. And he's like, wait, is that an Archimedes spiral? This is just geometry. I know geometry. And then he completely tricks him. That's sick. That was awesome. I love when he goes, uh, I think, I don't remember the exact line, but he's like, magic is pretty cool, but so is math, or whatever he says. (laughs) No, he said math is cooler. Magic is cool, but math is cooler. something like that. Or you know what's cooler than magic? Math. I think that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Anyway. It was good. That was great. I love seeing anything Doctor Strange, and I think I'm going to go out here and put, Doctor Strange has the best score theme song in the MCU. Like, when you hear the little chiming of the bells and stuff come in, it's like that dark, like, swooshing wind kind of sound. That is in the background of his uh, score. I think that that hits in every single scene. I think they they do it. I think like two, two or three times. I thought that they multiverse and everything that ties into that was going to be like extremely complicated. And they actually did a really good job at simplifying that to the point where you don't really even have to really think about it twice. I know the main thing was anybody who knew that Peter Parker is Spider Man like out in the multiverse would be crossed over. And so we'll talk about how that connects to like Venom and stuff when we go to the post credit. But do you think that the ring, so he messes up the spell three times and then the fourth time is the one that gets it right. Do you think those three universes or those three like bands are the universes that collide? So one would be web, one would be Raimi, one would be Venom. I don't know. I think it's more, more just show. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't even think that's it at all. I really just think that it's, um, However, however, it's just convenience, you know, it's, yeah. I think that they explained the multiverse by not explaining the multiverse. That's the best thing that they did. And they didn't need to sit there and explain, oh, out of all the multiverses, why was it the two stories that we've already seen and the actors that we already know? They, they didn't need to do that, you know, just, you know, why? Even really, 
Is the multiverse really affect- is a concept of which we know little about. Frighteningly little. How could, the, how could he explain it if he doesn't know? Yeah, and, it, and that's also in the Doctor Strange teaser at the end. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I think I'm, I, I'm glad they didn't explain it. Um, I'm just glad that they, they didn't, like, all of these characters, their stories continued. That's really one thing that I was hoping that they did. I know you're really heavy on the variant side of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they did what they did. I, I just think that yeah, w- it's not that I wanted it to be variant. I didn't think that they would do that because I didn't think they would want to, you know, bring in those stories to kind of finish them off, which they did a good job of. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that it through their storytelling process that they were able to kind of revamp all of these people. I mean, there's there's five villains in this movie, but the reality is there's really, you know, two villains, a guy who just wants to go home, a guy who's completely redeemed, and then a lizard. So, like, the lizard for me meant nothing. He could have been cut out of it. That could have been replaced with Venom. It, I mean, not that they would have, and we'll get to that later. But I, I just... I appreciated that there was really just one bad guy. Yeah. Overall, yeah, I agree with that. And then, yeah, and then even Electro at the end kind of turned good. It All these, the whole point of the other movies were that these people got their redemption arcs, and I'm just glad that they didn't walk it back. And I'm glad Doc Ock, that was a big theory of mine early on, was that he's going to end up being one of the one of the main heroes who saves the day. And at the end, on the battle and the Statue of Liberty, well, Captain America Statue of Liberty, uh, he basically deflects like ten pumpkin bombs that the goblin just tossed at them. So I don't know if you noticed, uh, Holland did the jump that Toby does in the first movie, where he splits the uh, the flying bombs when when they're in the house. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of people noticed that at first. That was a great scene. That was cool. The Peter Tingle. Yeah, that. So yeah, so basic. Before we get into that. We get introduced pretty much right away to Doc Ock being the first villain that crosses over. And I think that's one of the coolest scenes in the movie, honestly. Like the whole the whole exchange when Dot when we first see Doc Ock. What do you think? With the bridge? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it a lot. I, I mean it, we kinda saw a lot of it. I thought I was really surprised when the fight ended, how the fight ended. Where Strange just yeeted them off the bridge before the Green Goblin just killed both of them. Because he was going to kill both of them. He was going to kill Doc Ock, too. 100%. Yeah. That was pretty sick. And I... When... I, I also like the CGI looked good, though. That's something that a lot of people were going to be worried about. Because I know that the old Doc Ock arms were all puppets, right? Yeah, they used, like, some CGI, and then it was, like, all practical. They actually um used some practical arms uh for, for this as well. So it's not full CGI, but they obviously used it to enhance it. Yeah. One of the coolest exchanges for me was when we actually see Otto and Norman Osborne talk. Because obviously that doesn't happen in the original trilogy at all. And the way they kind of play that off, like knowing each other, but never talking. I thought that was kind of a cool cool interaction. And also, um, it fits right in with Norman's character. Like he's just He's a psychopath right from the beginning. Yeah, I also think when Doc is controlled by the arms, too. And I love how he's just like, you're dead. I like the whole scene of them all. Doctor Strange is stranded in the mirror dimension. They're all standing there kind of talking about their lives. And you have Max recognizing Connors being like, you're a lizard guy who tried to turn everybody else into lizards. And then they all kind of have a chuckle at him. 
Yeah, because like it was so fucking stupid. (laughs) Yeah, and then Doc Ock goes like, "Norman, you're a ghost. Unless you came back from the dead." And then that kind of freaks Norman out. But that's when Norman is Norman, not Green Goblin. And then Sandman over in the corner is like, "Yeah, no, you're both dead. Like, you're (laughs) definitely both dead." Yeah. So I I thought that was a great exchange. I thought the play between all of those characters worked. I I love the instant change for Alfred Molina when he the inhibitor chip is uh, reinst- recreated, I guess, because they used that fabricator, and then they put it back in his neck. I thought that he it's like a weight lifted off of him, and then he's just a good guy for the rest of the film. So I, I did enjoy that. I liked the banter. I The one guy who didn't work for me, and maybe this is controversial, is Jamie Foxx. Like, Which part about him? Like, just him going from being a total nerd to... A total. I mean, he goes from Max. I mean, if you've seen Amazing Spider-Man two, he goes from Max to a guy who's confident, but you know, wants to kill everybody in the world for some reason. And now he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm Jamie Fox now. That's who I am. That's my character <laughs> trait." Like, yeah, well, I, that didn't I think work. Max kind of turns in, when he becomes Electro in that movie. He does have a change in his tone and stuff as well. Like, kind you know, of, pre- not really. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, even though it might have been weird uh, in terms of, like, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been like that, I think it's better overall than Jamie Foxx just acting like some kind of loser for, like, no reason. Like, he doesn't really have a reason to be at that point. You know what I mean? Like, he has all this power and stuff. He's been through it. Like, why would he revert back to just being, like, a scared scared dude? You know, so in in terms of that, I I think it works. Um Obviously, they want you to they want you to keep all eyes on Defoe and Doc Ock as like the main two, which is very apparent, and especially Goblin, which it's the best Spider Sense scene that we've seen in live action in a Spider Man movie when they're in the apartment, and all of a sudden he gets the the sense hits him, and they do that watch does that Raimi cam where it zooms into him and he starts walking around and he's like all jittery in his head and then he finally realizes like oh shit like norman's just playing us yeah and i i didn't even notice like i wasn't sure at first i thought maybe he was gonna look out the window because like the whole point of that scene is to try to entice you to guess what's gonna come next right because yeah he he completely deafens everybody out they notice an instant change in him and I thought he was going to, like, look out the window and see, like, a million people on the ground. And then he was going to be like, oh, we're caught. But then he just looks at Goblin and he just pops him with the web. That's sick. First of all, that's probably the best scene, fight scene in the movie. Yeah, it's brutal. I mean, they're just rocking each other through walls, through Well, it's definitely not through, through each other. It's more of... Defoe walking through Tom Holland, Spider-Man, just absolutely obliterating him. It's it's so fun to watch. And it's definitely, I know, a lot of criticism for uh, these new fight scenes and all the CGI that entails with it is that it, it's losing that, you know, that punch, that real feel, you know, where Tobey Maguire in the first Spider-Man is like, his face is ripped open, and they definitely bring that back. I don't know how many floors they're going to is in that building, but I thought it was funny that the way that they got down to the bottom 
where May was was just by you know getting what what is it the Batista bomb through like seventeen floors in an apartment <laughs> building. Like, yeah, they they just <laughs> wrecked everybody. Good thing no one was home. Yeah, and, the, and then and then what was the other what was the other part? I mean, you were laughing at oh when uh, oh Tom is Peter's just, just so punching him in the just face, rocking him in yeah. the face, dude, like repeatedly. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the camera p- points to um, Norman, and he just smiles and laughs like demonically in his face. And I literally started bursting out laughing, even though it was sick. Like he's a he's a sick fuck for that. That was a sick scene. The foe brought it that for sure. That I'm glad he returned. I think that was probably everybody's. I don't know. I don't know if it was for you, but for me, he he was that. I was most excited to see him, and especially with um. You know, he said, like, the only re- – when I signed on, before there was even a script, the- I said, the only reason I'm doing this is if I can be in the action scenes and, like, actually doing them. Yeah. And so I thought I thought that was really cool to bring all of that back. There's one move. He definitely couldn't have done all of it, though. No, I'm sure not all of it. I mean, he's, like, 65 now, right, or something? Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, he's probably in good shape. You never know. There's one uh, scene or move in there. Where Tom like kicks him, flips over him, uh, webs him over, and then he does a flip over him, takes from behind the back, webs Norman, flips him over, and then drills him through the floor. And that part was sick too. Yeah, that was sick. And then he does that later too with, uh, but he does it on the Captain America shield. And yeah. It's like a similar type move, but he smashes him into the the big shield. Obviously, all of that was good, but the biggest rumor for the past, what, I mean, year and a half was Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield returning in the movie. We can confirm. Andrew Garfield's, yeah, we can, we can confirm. Andrew Garfield is the biggest fucking liar in the history of mankind. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to tell everyone, you can tell. He lied 10, yeah, he he lied at every turn, at every Every five steps. What a liar. What a big, fat, dirty li- No, I'm joking. I thought he was better than Toby in this. Uh, yep. I, I thought the lot. intro scene... I think that they could have introed them at different times, but I did... I was kind of into their whole chemistry between the two of them. I did, like, between Andrew and Toby. I think that worked more than Andrew and Toby with Tom. Does that make sense? Yeah. And in our theater, the... And maybe this was, I know they wanted to do it so, like, Andrew comes first. Because if you do him after, you know, like, Toby's the original. You have to bring him in after. But the the audience reaction was bigger for Garfield. And for me, too, it kind of felt like that. I agree with you. They should have did him separate. Because it kind of takes away, like, the second big reveal. Because the yeah, first one was so I, good. Yeah, and even if you bring him in later. I thought, you know, they established right off the bat that, uh, Toby's been looking for, and we're going to call them by the actors' names because, I mean, heavy spoiler said this too, but it's a lot easier than calling them Peter 1, Peter 2, and Peter 3. That can get a bit confusing because um, that's what they do go by. <laughs> in, <laughs> it, as in Peter 1 is Tom, Peter 2 is Toby, and Peter 3 been, is Andrew. It would have been funny if they actually called themselves by their actor name, like their real-life name, not actor name, their yeah. real-life name. In the movie. They're like, okay, come up with a new name. Uh, I like Toby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. Yeah, I'll go on. With but what I think, saying, yeah, but they so they introduce uh, Toby and he's like, yeah, I've been looking for your friend Peter 
or I've been looking for this version of Spider-Man because I saw him on TV and I was just like, well, why didn't we establish that, you know, in the first act? Why couldn't there have been a, maybe not like a very outright image, but maybe like a guy in a hood walks by and we hear like the score play. I don't know. It just felt, yeah, it felt like a two for one when it should have been, they should have had their, but after that, everything works well, I think with them. Yeah, for sure. I like when the, uh, Andrew like jumps onto the ceiling, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, that's with not one enough. hand." Yeah, and you like, you gotta crawl over. I I thought Go Andrew Garfield was a standout, dude. Honestly, like he at some points he's like, a great Spider Man. He kind of steals the show at some point. Yeah, he's a great great Spider Man. If there's something I would want to want them to bring back, it would be to Andrew have some sort of like. Like I don't, you know, throw throw him in that Sony verse, honestly. Like let him play with those characters, like Morbius and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially now, like I don't know. I, we obviously moving forward, so like we can come back to the third act and the fight scene. Um, actually, I guess we can just talk about it now. I thought it was a little anticlimactic at some points, but then again, like there's three of them. Like it, it's supposed to be kind of easy to them, you know? Like they've already fought all these guys. Yeah, and they're not even trying to beat them too. That's the thing is that there, there wasn't really stakes in the fight until MJ and Ned came back because it's like we knew they weren't gonna die. Yeah, that was um that that was cool. That was like the fan theory that Andrew would save her. Yeah. Um. That that was nice. I like the the moment after where he's just looking at her and he like starts crying and she's like, uh, "Are you okay?" <laughs> after well, yeah, because he, he's like, "Yeah, are you okay?" Yeah. No, uh, yeah. I'm um, okay. Are you? The okay. one scene that I thought was a little too on the nose with the three of them was when they first meet up on the rooftop. Yeah. It felt like a little, I don't know, like they're all supposed to be, like Peter Parker is an awkward character, right? So you put three yeah. together and it's like, Jesus Christ. Like, Triple awkward. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but they were like half finishing each other's sentences, but not. And I think part of that was Toby's just old and like, He's like so nonchalant about everything in the movie, and they established that like he's got a you know his back hurts, like he's got a stretch, like this dude, this dude's older now, you know, like he's not he's Peter B. Parker, right from Into the Spider Verse, yeah. pretty much. And I I think if they they should have done it instead of like a we're coming to console him after like his Aunt May just died, and now they're gonna come console him like right after it happened. I think it would have been better. If Peter was still like being ruthlessly pursued by the Green Goblin, and like after all that, and then then maybe Tom, uh, uh, Toby Spider Man comes in and they they save him right before you know he's about to get beat up or killed by the Goblin, and then but they saw how aggressive he was being and how he's trying to kill him and like maybe he stabs Oswald. Like I think they would have served better if their first intro to tom's spider-man as if they were all being spider-man like i think that could have because we're supposed to just believe that they're just you know all all together now like they're all best friends and it's like the worst time of his life so i don't know yeah. it's like well i think that goes back again to like andrew being in that entrance works perfectly maybe you bring toby in not right away you know yeah i remember, I remember hearing rumors that andrew was supposed to come in first and maybe that was just always what it was supposed to be. But I thought he was going to come in, like, slightly earlier. And then Toby would come in and kind of, like, 
bring everything together before the third act. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. The Ame death scene, was it was good. So that was actually something that was spoiled to me, like, the, the day before. And not fully. Um, but uh, YouTube recommended, for some reason, loves uh, recommending spoiler thumbnails. Yeah. And it was Peter looking down, and it was... Um, like you saw like May what she was wearing or whatever. And so like, I got, I didn't know she was going to die, but I was like, Oh, that's probably the scene from the trailer with the bomb and stuff. Yeah. But I still, I still thought it was good. This movie had, um, if there was one way to describe it, I would say it's balanced, uh, which is like a weird term to use for a movie that you think is good. But I think it, it does. It does balance a lot of things like this movie easily could have been really corny, really cheesy and not worked at all. Right. Like, let, let's be honest. So, the fact that there's a lot of people who like it and that it like works in general is you know makes it a good movie in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like your vision uh talking to Thor from Ultron it's terribly well balanced when he's talking about Mjolnir after he first <laughs> swings it. Yeah, it's a good movie. I think it works. I mean, I definitely want to watch it again. There's a lot more to dive into and I'm sure you know there's going to be 7,000 Easter egg videos over the next month. But I do like where we leave Peter in this. Yeah. As and, and he makes the same choice that uh, Peter did at the end of the first Spider-Man and the same one that uh, that Andrew Garfield once had to make. It's like they all had to make that decision to basically say goodbye to the person that they love for their own safety. And I thought that Aunt May's death really brought that home for me, personally. She like, was the I only one that, that could make that happen. Yeah, I thought. I think we we all kind of knew it was going to happen. I mean, if Happy died, it wouldn't have been as impactful. But I I I loved her death scene because I kind of knew it was going to happen even after she stood up and was fine. Like something wasn't right. Her hands were shaking, and yeah, it was rough. Yeah, I thought she was actually going to make it out for a second. Where they like they talk and she comes. She says the line right. She says Uncle Ben's line. Yeah. And I thought she was going to make it, and then all of a sudden, yeah, boom. Like, you know, that's it. And that's a Drops. really good shot of him standing on the building in the rain in New York with all the... What the hell are those things called? Gargoyles. <laughs> Gargoyles? I mean, I'm I'm joking. That's not what it was. Uh, the big, massive screens. Like the advertise Billboards. Billboards. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was, like, that was probably the coolest shot. It's actually the what ends up being the... Uh, the true poster of the movie, um, which I assume that they're gonna drop an actual poster now with all three of them. I wonder when the other two can start talking about the movie. Like, for God's sakes, Andrew Garfield, the man needs to speak about it. Like, yeah, I know. He's he's just been he's, waiting. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, what else do we need to talk about? Oh, Ned's a magician. Um, I well, guess straight anymore. up, he's he a wizard. Really know. He doesn't know, but he's definitely got the tingle. You know, sometimes his hands feel pretty tingly, which yeah, could he, just be... Um, he should probably see uh, a doctor. Carpal tunnel, but <laughs> maybe he, it's also magic. Bro, when the cape was on him, that was actually hilarious. That was sick. Honestly, yeah, that, that, was, that was pretty sick. cool. Uh, Wong is the about... Sorcerer Supreme. Oh, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, that's something that they uh, confirm. Yeah. Strange basically says, like, I am the Sorcerer Supreme, but you just have it by name. Because I wasn't here. So yeah. that does confirm that he was the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, when Stranger's gone. 
when Strange was gone, but also Strange takes over that name, I believe, after the ancient one dies. No? Yeah, he does. Okay. So that kind of confirms that. I know a lot of people like were they wouldn't confirm that, but yeah. Wong is uh we're basically just doing a Wong into the Wong verse soon. Like he's in every project. Before we get into well, I guess what you were talking about, we, we might as well just an honorable mention the the last fight scene where Tom just wrecks Norman's face just repeatedly. Sick. Yeah. Um there's not much to say about it. He doesn't that. even it's get all awesome. bloody and stuff. Yeah, I thought it was good and I him trying to jam the glider into him kind of looked cool. And then Toby, I thought Toby getting stabbed was him dying. And I was like, damn, bro, that is rough. And then he just walks over. He's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, I've been stabbed before. (laughs) Like, okay, you just took like a nine inch blade into your spinal cord. But, you know, I guess we're just going to keep keep going. Yeah, he's good. He's good. There's nothing to worry about there. Basically, though, what the movie, like, you know, what we were, what you were just mentioning, it pretty much puts him in a place where he's alone, dude. Like, his life is ground zero once again. And I think it really yeah, pays and I, off. I in think the, it works, uh, though. It does work. Yeah. And I think it's going to. I think him going into his apartment at the end is really like the start of his new chapter. He's just going to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's going to go to college. I bet you he's going to meet a, a version of the, you know, Connors, Dr. Connors. And he's going to have all his, what mainly people said, and I think they're right, is that this really just opens him up to meet Harry Osborn or meet Black Cat and all these other Spider-Man adjacent characters. You know, there's definitely a Gwen wandering around. Right. So that's the thing. Do you think that Ned and um, MJ return for the next trilogy? Yeah. No, he's totally stalking them. Hundred percent. It's gonna okay. be undone in the first in the first movie of the next one. Maybe. Maybe. What do you mean undone? I don't think okay, that they so can reverse mi- that though. Like that whole idea of remembering. Maybe. But. But I think the biggest teaser is when she said, "I'll just." she said you better tell me otherwise i'll just find out again and i think he's gonna approach her and try to be peter parker and fall in love with her and all that nonsense like it's gonna be he's gonna try to hide the spider-man side of him and she's gonna find out again and then he's gonna explain all this stuff okay maybe that's gonna be weird it's a weird dynamic it's a cool one though because we haven't really seen this like it's it also brings into the question of Peter, I mean, Peter knows all the Avengers, well, who's left and such, but, like, he doesn't, like, Strange doesn't know him now. Like, it's weird that he knows all this history and stuff and, like, what has happened, but they have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I guess he can explain, like, listen, I was literally with you on Titan fighting, and you might not remember me, but I was there. Well, they're going to remember Spider-Man. They're not going to remember Peter. That's how it's going to oh. It's going to be like, have you ever seen Doctor Who? There's these, there's this alien in Doctor Who called uh, I'm pretty sure they're called the Silence, and essentially when you look at them, you're like, holy freaking crap, that's an alien! Oh my god, they're so scary! And then the second you look away, you just forget that they existed, and that's like their power. And that's how I think it kind of works: is that you know, MJ could look at her black Dahlia necklace, which she still has at the end, but she's not gonna remember how she got it, 
where she got it from. It's just gonna like slip her mind. It's the same thing is gonna happen to everybody else. Like Doctor Strange is gonna be like, oh yeah, me and Spider Man saved the world, and then they're gonna be like, well, who's Spider Man? And then. And he's like, oh, I don't know who Spider-Man is. Like, I don't know that it's Peter Parker. And that's why I think, and I told you, this is my big prediction. I'll throw it down now. I think there's a possibility in the Hawkeye final episode that we get Kate as an aside, maybe at the end of the show, going up to Clinton saying, do you know who Spider-Man is? And well, yeah, because <laughs> everybody forgets. And then Hawkeye could be like, actually, I don't like, I have no idea. Like, I, I don't know that he's Peter Parker. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think my biggest question is like, so they know who's he's Spider Man. Is he going to reveal to them again who he is? Like, when does that all take place? How? Why would he do it? I don't know. I don't know. I guess there's I a lot know. of questions around that. Like, how serious is it actually? Or how, you know, he finishes MJ's line, um, who, by the way, is Mary Jane, or Mary, or, Jesus, Michelle Jones Watson. That was a cool little, yep. um, yeah, know, little tidbit there. So they do, exp- you know, explain like what's what's up with that. Um, she is the MCU's MJ. In case you know, I know people were like, "Oh, well, it's Michelle Michelle Jones." No, she's she's actually like MJ. Yeah. Um, uh, post credit scenes. Well, actually, one thing before the post credit. What do you think of the new suit? I think it looks like he's going ice skating. <laughs> You don't like it? No, I don't mind it. I don't think I got a good enough look at it in the because okay. uh, final scene was at nighttime. It's the first on-screen, uh, comic accurate Spider-Man suit. Good. Well, I'm glad it's getting a lot of praise. But and he like swings I said, right I through the really tree see... and ice skating rink that uh, the Hawkeye yeah. finale is in. So it kind of confirms the same. Uh, well, it it does confirm the same time frame. Good. I I hope they're in the same time frame. I hope it's not a year later. I'd be yeah. interested to see how if they react at all to the movie. That yeah, uh, I think one thing because they're going to MIT. MIT is in Boston. Peter's not going to MIT because he's going to be the friendly New York Spider Man. He'll probably do what he does in the comics. Goes to Empire State. Yeah, which is not real. Yeah, not real. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into uh, post credits though. Um, so the first one. Kind of uh, predictable in a way. Um, so, <laughs> Tom Tom Hardy joins the MCU and is immediately kicked out. Um, I love what, it. I think that's. I think that is such. It's so perfectly fitting of his character. He's like literally Venom and Tom Hardy. They're just both losers who mess everything up and are never on time and never do anything correctly. And it's they come over, they transfer over into this new universe, and they spend the entire time there. All. 18 hours are there just trying to figure out the history of the MCU only to be <laughs> instantly blipped back. But you know, you can't, you can't venom can't go anywhere without leaving some uh, goo behind. So we do yeah. get some venom goo, which is teasing. What I hope is a, is a Spider-Man movie. I like the next Spider-Man movie, the venom symbiote. And I hope they dedicate their whole thing to it. Yeah. Like I think movie. it's a good, uh, listen, like we could have got, the symbiote when he goes into like into space and Titan and stuff. I think it's cool how they did it. What it does do is it doesn't force them to make Venom three like or the Spider Man versus Tom Hardy movie exactly. But what it does is, and we got this. It's a continuation from. It's literally a, a continuation from the post credit of Venom two. Um, 
Venom talks about how like the symbiotes can sense and know things like across the universe or across the multiverse. So that's basically I don't know if they're going to reconnect that like if if they're going to be able to Hardy's going to be able to travel back and forth now. It's kind of like what it seems like they're doing, but I liked what you said also where this this is like a new Venom so they can play with it with it and it's still merging that Tom Hardy like famous Venom version, but it's new and he's like the mannerisms and voice of yeah i thought it would be cool yeah if the if this venom isn't like an offspring it's not like a carnage it's not like you know one of the hundred other symbiotes but what if it's you know this what if it's the literal version of that symbiote that's left behind in the second that it bonds with tom holland it doesn't become a tom holland venom symbiote it stays as as tom hardy I think that would be great. Like, obviously, because we know that Tom Hardy voices the Venom symbiote in those movies. So I'm saying, like, all those mannerisms, all that craziness stays the exact same, but with Peter. And I could just see them completely clashing because, you know, yes, the do. Venom symbiote is a fucking insane thing. He's <laughs> literally insane. It's yeah. Probably the dumbest, funniest part of all those movies and I just love to see it interact with Peter and what it would do to him too. After his newfound, like, you know, sense of duty, he's going to go right back to being a douchebag. Oh yeah. That's yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, overall though, I think, I think the first post credit serves, it serves its purpose. It's obviously a huge key to the future. Um, if this venom is also a loser, I mean, so is the Spider-Man now, right? Like he's literally back to nothing. So, there's a lot. Of, I think the future of uh, MCU Peter is pretty cool. It's definitely. A, I think a fre- it's a fresh take, right? Like I think it. This movie kind of reaches literally every type of Spider-Man fan. Like it's a good movie, but it's it's a gr- it's a great like Spider-Man like fan movie, right? So yeah. like obviously, if you're a bigger fan of the character, you're gonna like it a lot more. But yeah, onto the second post credit, which really isn't a post credit. The trailer. Uh, it's more of like yeah. Just here's the trailer. We got the first. It reminded me of like a '90s trailer. It wasn't even that cool. I don't even know. It reminded me of like coming to theaters. The magician (laughs) who fights another magician. This fall, it it really didn't. It felt like very disjointed. I don't know. I didn't really like it to be honest with you. I would have. I would have done better with just if they showed like, like, like the. Just the scene of Strange and Wanda meeting in in the woods, like how yeah. for when they teased Civil War, it was just Bucky's arm in the vice. Like I would have liked that better. I think it's a whole marketing ploy too that Wanda is going to be the main villain, and they're just kind of spinning it that it's these versions of Strange, evil Strange. Yeah. By the way, which that is the supreme Strange from What If? Yeah, it is. I wonder if we're going to see some demon stuff pop out of him. This movie is going to be, I think it's going to be very good, but I don't think the marketing is going to be very good for it because there's not a whole lot that you can really put in these trailers without giving away the whole movie, right? Like we know, like, I mean, there's cameos galore in this movie. Like, how do you show that without giving away the, the plot and stuff? So for what it was, I'm fine with it because I think the visuals are going to be insane. You can tell it has that Raimi, like, kind of like darker touch to it um but yeah like it's a it's a teaser trailer that i mean doesn't show much that's basically the best way to put it (laughs) yeah 
Still excited for it. I, I just want to watch this again. Me too. I'm actually going next Wednesday. I, I really, um, yeah, yeah again, I need so. to, I need to get more tickets. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, those are our first reactions. Uh, there's probably some technical difficulties because I am. Don't tell my boss. Keep recording this while I'm at work <laughs> today. In the last, don't worry, it's like 4:30. Wink, wink, and it's the end of the day. It's a Friday, and it's almost Christmas. We do it for the fans. But yeah, I messed up our recording. Yeah, we do it for the fans. We do it for the fans, man. <laughs> um, do it for the fans. Yeah. So other than that, that is our first look. Oh, I guess really one quick, quick thing. Where would you rank this in the MCU, and what's your rating of it out of ten? I Shang Chi. I can, I don't know my rankings out of ten. Uh, but I could tell you Shang Chi. I had listed at five. Shang Chi is now six. Okay. And I don't know where it falls in my top five yet. I know it's not better. Doesn't it's not better than Endgame or Civil War for me. So it's either three or four. So you I'll, think it's I'll better than you know. Infinity War. Yeah, I think it's better than Infinity War. Really, I don't think it's I wasn't better than much War. of a fanboy as you were on Infinity War. I, I mean, I like it, but not as I, think I like Endgame satisfying is, stuff. I don't know. I don't know which movie's better, Endgame or Infinity War. I well, I'd have that. I have no way home at six right now. Um, I think it could jump to four. I don't think it would ever go higher than that, though. Yeah. I kind of can. I, I think Infinity War and Endgame are kind of one movie. So, like, it's hard for me to overlook those two at this point. Yeah. I really think the only thing that breaks those movies is the next Avengers movie in terms of ranking. Um, probably give it like a 8.9 out of 10, like right around nine. I give it a three Spider-Man out of four Spider-Man because Miles Morales wasn't there. All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, we'll have more coverage on this. We'll do some more breakdowns. Uh, In our next hopefully... podcast, we'll talk more about Easter eggs and stuff. I know we just really went yeah. over the big stuff here. But what we're going to be talking about this for a while. Yeah, this is a movie has a lot of implications on the future. Uh, there'll be more videos out, more podcasts. So thank you for tuning in. Uh, happy holidays here from another podcast and we will catch you all in the new year peace see you soon my dog said bye